Okay, we're back again with another review special, this time of The Crudes, A New Age. We definitely didn't record this on the same day that we recorded our Freaky special, which is probably up now. Check it out. Uh, this is a different movie. This is a kid-friendly movie, The Crudes, A New Age, the seven-year sequel. Seven-year-too-late sequel? The seven-year? No, I don't want to say that. It's been seven years since the first film. The Crudes are back. Um, I think it's been too long for a sequel. This time... Yeah, I get those. Gotta get those sequels out, baby. Make the people care. This time, uh, this time, all everyone comes back for the crews. This time, meeting the Bettermans, uh, the 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 more evolved people. Uh, I'm Brandon T. McClure. With me, as always, on this journey of prehistoric mania is Ben Magnet. Yes, and I have brought snacks so I can enjoy the chaos while uh, I am getting delicious food and put in me. You better mute it, Mister. I will. I don't want to hear you chomping. Ryan Eliopoulos. Hey, it's me. I'm Eep and Grug, and and that's the that's the names I remember. <laughs> um, guy. Don't forget about Guy. Mm. And Sparks Woody. Hi, I like this movie. Spoilers. All right, so let's get right into it. Uh, Sparks already told us his full review. There's no more that he needs to say. Uh, so bye, Sparks. No, I'm kidding. I've been a review. Bye bye. Uh, so yeah, let's get right into it. What do we think about this one? You go. You go. Oh, I, I I liked it. I, I didn't like it as much as I liked the first one. Um, as I mentioned before on the main show, I I adore that first film. Uh, makes me cry every time. It's the same way that I, that, that I cried the first time I watched it. Um, this film is fun. It's enjoyable. It's, uh, it, I just, for me, it doesn't reach the heights of that first film. Okay. Anybody oh. else? <laughs> I thought you were going to go next, Ryan. Jeez. Uh, I enjoyed it. I had fun. I do not regret seeing it. You said regret? I, I said regret. I do not regret seeing it. I, I heard recommend, and I was confused. <laughs> uh, do you guys forget how do we do this? <laughs> no, well, because we not only do we always go in order? I don't know. No, um, someone says their I, thoughts. I saw the crew for the first time like three days ago. Um, so I have a very different relationship with this franchise. Uh, I like the second movie more. Uh, I don't think it's a better movie, but I had way more fun than the first movie. Interesting. Uh, uh, Sparks? Yeah, I, I think I'm probably still sitting at, I, I probably enjoyed the first one more, but I, I think I'd like to take this, give the second one another watch before I made that decision. Sure. Um, I really like the second, I, I, I really like the second one. Like they're close. Um, and I'm pretty pleased that that's the case, considering that this is a different group of uh, screenwriters and a different director from the first one. So I'm just glad that it didn't turn out bad because unfortunately the Crudes has a track record of just terrible trailers, absolutely God awful marketing. Some of the worst I've ever seen uh, for both movies. Yep. And yet somehow these movies are good and they just cannot get that across in trailers for some reason. Marketing yeah. marketing has failed the Croods. Uh, Ryan, I wanted to ask, what did you think about the, the Croods one in general? I liked it. I think it's a, I think it's a really good movie. Um, I, I, I wonder if it was like me seeing it when I saw it or like seeing it, if I would have saw it with you guys, um, like when it originally came out, I'd probably be more positive on it. Not that I'm negative on it. I just don't think it's, it's not the best DreamWorks movie. I still think How to Train Your Dragon and Kung Fu Panda and some of those other movies are better than this. Um, but it's it's a it's a really good movie. Um, 
I honestly like the closest thing. It reminds me of like Deadpool to Deadpool two. I think Deadpool is a better movie, but all the action and the comedy, I had so much more fun in Deadpool two. And that's kind of how I feel with this movie. Um, it capitalizes on all of the fake avatar stuff more in this movie. And that's what I really liked. Um, and I thought the better men's were just hilarious. All the stuff mm-hmm. with them. I really, really liked. I think they were a really good foil. Um, I I do wonder, like, for Ryan's purposes of of having seen the Croods one, like, I know for the three of us, because we all saw it together, um, that not knowing there was a sequel, not knowing what would happen post the end of the first one, uh, there's definitely a point where we all thought, oh, they might kill the dad. Like, yeah. they, just might, they just might straight up go for it, and it might just stay that way. And what a bold... And, like, the movie still ends in a really good way, I feel. Uh, that it didn't need to kill him. Yeah. But I definitely, like, we were all left in that moment of suspense, like, I don't know what the rest of this movie is right now. Don't, mm-hmm. No freaking clue. And, uh, and I do think, like, I definitely wouldn't carry that torch for it if I w- saw it knowing that there was more that the dad would be around yeah. for. Um, which isn't to say, like, oh, I think that would make it a better movie in your eyes, but, like, that 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 shot is just gone like you you know you can't factor it in and i think that's always kind of going to sit with the three of us on the crudes one is that i know that moment of suspense hung with us when we watched it that we were all like i mean yes sure but also like i it's like toy story 3 i could watch a hundred times and i know i know they're not going to die in that in that melting pot i still get emotional towards it no 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 for sure i'm not saying like you don't get emotional about it i'm saying that the there's the the sense of suspense of stakes of unknown doesn't uh doesn't exist in the same way i i I, I, mean? I do know what you mean uh i still him dying or not dying i i for let, me that wouldn't look let me it. let me be clear this isn't me like saying this would change your opinion yeah. this is me saying i can't get past that opinion oh yeah yeah uh because that was my effect in my experience it's not a slight on your experience of yeah. seeing it uh yeah i thought yeah i still I think the Cruise is a really good movie. I don't think I need to say any more than that. Yeah, um, I, I think that I think what differentiates this film. So this film uh, definitely has, and there are going to be numerous comparisons to the first one because it is a sequel. Um, yeah. uh, one of the things that I found interesting going into this movie is that it has a very different, different feel than that first Cruise film, and mainly because of the new team attached to this film, um, but. There's a lot of I think I think this film leads more into the comedy than the first one does. Hundred percent, it does. Yeah. That's why I like it more. Yeah, and it does better. It does. It does comedy better. I think. Yeah, I think. I think most of the comedy works in this movie. Like, like not everything works. Um, but for 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 what it was going for, I think this is a a much more entertaining movie than the, than entertaining in terms of like, like laughing out loud instead of like, you know, just enjoying it for being like a, like a emotional piece. Like this was, mo- this felt like a comedy to me where the first yeah. one did not. Yeah. Yeah. The, the first one is definitely more, you know, the first one is definitely more what DreamWorks was going for and what I've come to call their kind of golden age of like, we're trying to be Pixar. We are yeah. attempting to be Pixar right now. And and the Croods too is more along the lines of what they're trying to do now, which is that they're, you know, we're more kid friendly. We're more comedy friendly. We're trying to kind of pave our own path. Yeah. Um, uh, which I don't think is a bad I, thing at all. No. Yeah. It, it is definitely, it is totally a very different movie. And, and um, I was almost worried at the beginning because like, I was like, man, this is, they're leaning into the comedy hard, but like, like I very quickly got over that. Um, and I just, I really, I really found it like 
really dynamic and really kinetic. And I just thought the action was so much more inventive. And it's like, like the cinematography, I just think, I just think, I think it's just like a, a better, uh, like technically made, well, Carvey's obviously not because of the, the graphics, but like, I just think in terms of shot composition, this is a, a much more fun movie to watch. There's mm -hmm. a more vibrant design and color palette. Yeah. Um, which isn't to say, honestly, the first one's pretty colorful itself, but this yeah. one takes all of that up to another level mm -hmm. uh, with, with how it imagines the world. All of that, as far as like a next step, feels like it's very properly well enhanced. Yeah. And for a movie that's about cavemen, like, their world's very brown, and I would not want to. I would not want a whole movie that's just about cavemen living in that brown world. So I'm glad that one, the marketing was a failure. It didn't tell me about the whole Avatar world, basically. But there's this entire beautiful jungle world full of half animal creatures that is awesome, and that's what I loved about the crude. So the fact that it went that it dived into it way more into this one, uh, that's why I liked it. Because like, if it was just going to be more caveman drama, man, I don't, I don't, I could watch the uh, the History of Fire on the Discovery Channel, or whatever, you know. I did. I did really appreciate that we went further into the uh, history of the punch monkeys, which were a fun standout from the first film. Yeah, uh, uh, and then the whole society. Learning that language must be it must be just a pain in the ass. I do really like Guy's moment of like, I'm fluent in punch monkey. Yeah. <laughs> you guys aren't going to watch this. It's not a pretty language. Um, the I think the movie does something interesting uh, in that when it started, I thought oh, the first movie's Eep's narrative. This is Guy's narrative. Mm -hmm. And then partway into that, Eep interrupts Guy's narrative with her own narrative. So it makes it a their narrative. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I and I would argue that I think that almost works to the movie's detriment in some at some points because while I enjoyed watching it and I had a good time with everything that happened in this period of time in the middle, uh, what would be act two, Guy just kind of stopped being a character. Like he just wasn't in scenes for yeah. a while. There's just a chunk of time where we're not following him anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, and all of a sudden then he comes back and his arc needs to be important again. And I was like, that's an odd choice for the guy who started the movie with his narration about his parents and picking yeah. up the themes of that. I'm like, that's, that's a little odd. It's, uh, it's not. Yeah. No, I did really like going to the beginning uh, in the beginning of the movie, going back to, uh, guy's revelation in this in the first film where he talks to Grug, where he talks to Grug is like this is how my parents died you can't get out of this and like seeing that moment I really appreciated that mm -hmm. yeah I agree um yeah that I thought that that worked really well which is why it was all the more weird when it kind of stopped being about guy mm -hmm. for a good chunk of the film and then returned to him um and then by by association eep and again like I kind of feel like they wanted to make it a story about their love together. Mm -hmm. I think they mostly succeed at that, but it feels like it probably would have been cleaner to just leave it like this is Guy's narrative. Yeah. Uh, we're, sure. we're tracking the story of Guy and how he screws this up and like all the other characters are there too. No, yeah, I agree with that. Um, um, I think we've, I, you know, like there's a lot of, there's a lot of positives to say, I think. Uh, so I want to get two, my two negatives out of the way, which number one is the big one, which is that, one of the things I like so much about the crudes when I watched the first one is that when it ends, I feel like there has been a lot of growth with the characters, both visually and internally. Uh, one of the ways that they denote this in that movie is that partway through the film, uh, Ugga loses her headband, completely changes her look. She li literally lets her hair down, becomes a different kind of person. Um, 
that visual transformation would carry over into all of them by the end of the movie where they all kind of like redesign their looks into the new world and how they carry on themselves. Mm-hmm. And uh, definitely with the design and how they went into this, it felt like they just didn't care about that growth from the first movie, this being a different team and everything because yeah. their outfits are right back to where, what they were at the beginning. Uga's hair is back up exactly as it was at the beginning of the last one. Um, they completely forget that uh, this one bothered me. They completely forget that the, that the baby said her first word in the first movie when they thought Grug was going to die. Uh, and she said, Dada. And then they say, Oh, she just said her first word. And I'm like, mm, duh, duh. It, right. It, it, you know, you know what this kind of feels like. Um, it almost feels like a soft reboot. Yeah, because in like, because it because you are one hundred percent right. It feels like like a new comic book number one. Where like all that stuff that should have happened should apply, but he's but they're back in their regular costumes. And yet, and yet, there's a reliance on Rogue and Eep's relationship yeah. that you need to have known from the previous one for it to carry weight because they don't like reintroduce that it's, concept. It's almost yeah. like if you want to take. If you wanted to make a comparison to DreamWorks sequels, it would be like if How to Train Your Dragon Two didn't didn't respect the growth of the first film. If Hiccup was back to had both the, legs, had both <laughs> legs, or something like not so much that extreme, but like in that similar vein of, of in, Hiccup not not growing. Yeah. I'll minimize it down. If Toothless just suddenly had the other part of his tail back. Oh sure, yeah. 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 They just they just drop that element after the first movie. Yeah. It's kind of like that. It's kind of like we're just going to ignore that aspect that was kind of pivotal to two narrative themes. Yeah, and that's the thing is like, yes, this movie doesn't necessarily need those things for it to function as a story. However, the first one used didn't. Those weren't just like you know casual things. Those were intricately placed to apply thematic growth. Yeah, and this movie just went we're not going to touch that part. And the unfortunate cost of that is that we see Grug for the first half of the film, repeating a lot of the steps he did in the first one, which feels really shitty when you've come away from the first one. And the whole point was that he got over certain aspects of that. I think it's perfectly fine for him to be okay with guy to be on a better level, to be more respectful of his daughter and more accepting of letting go and still panic the moment he finds out they, that, guy wants them to leave the pack entirely that's mm-hmm. acceptable with the growth he had but they still just like bring that on like it's on top of everything that that he should have already addressed there before. Was, there was a moment that i was watching this and we all watched it because we all watched this in the drive drive-in um I, I turned to zara and i was just like look why is grug so not okay with guy all of a sudden right there's there's so many moments where where grug is so hostile to guy and i was like what didn't we get over this? Doesn't didn't we it, fix this? That's why it, again it feels like 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 this like this new creative team was like nobody saw the crudes, so we're gonna make a one minute introduction at the beginning to tell what happened in that movie, and then the only people who will care are the people who saw the movie, and like that's an unfortunate like I I just don't think they cared, and that sucks. I think they wanted to focus on the Bettermans, and they were like that first movie existed, but like we weren't involved in it, right? And that sucks. And like and like. Everything that we've discussed, I think, doesn't really matter. Doesn't really. I don't ruin think anything it ruins it, but it just like. However, if you pay attention. Yeah, uh, it doesn't really ruin the movie unless you're a person who cared about watching the first one. Yeah. Except, I would argue, Grug. I do think Grug's arc is damaged enough in this film where you're detracting from his characterization by putting him through those beats again in this film, mm-hmm. um, rather than rather than like like 
I think this movie is funnier overall. I think this movie is pretty solid overall, very imaginative. There's some characters like Ugga, who I would argue are done better. Uh, uh, the grandma too are are both done better in this movie. I would argue than they were in the first one. Listen, I got what is it? Wigasus, but Grug as a character feels like he was pulled a step back. Yeah, he's a regression, yeah, uh, and a step back too far, which is unfortunate because Nicolas Cage is a really enjoyable part of these movies. He's still killing it. He's still still, dumb. He's still doing great, and he's still doing great. Uh, But. truncating his arc in that way left him little places to go in this movie. Whereas if he'd started in the further along path, he Mm -hmm. should have, there would have been more to explore with him. It also feels like that, like he's one of the characters they like this. They wanted to do the least with, because Mm -hmm. you look at how much they did with, with like uh, the kids and like, and the grandma. And I'm like, clearly they had like favorites and they're like, Oh, it's, it's Grug. He can have some growth. Yeah. They completely overhauled the grandmother. And I think to the movie's strength, 100 um, yeah but yeah you're absolutely right where they were just like we want to focus on the grandma the bettermans aga yeah not really anyone else yeah that stinks yeah um sometimes um guy sometimes guy yeah, because, yeah. but yeah. only but only how guy relates to the bettermans right yeah um i think the stuff with um with the with the bettermans daughter and then uh, is it aga is that the emma, emma stone uh no uh, eep eep, eep. Stuff with Eve and like becoming like getting like a new girlfriend, like best friend. Uh, I thought that stuff was really charming and really fun. The stuff with them over the wall, just yes. keep jumping over stuff, like all that comedy. I think like like really, really works in this movie. See, so that's another that's a that's a great point of like that's another one where I'm like you clearly call back to the thematic tones of the first one with Eep and her relationship with her because she says this is your cave. Mm-hmm. You're you're doing the thing I was going through in the first movie. Let me help you get out of that. That totally works. And plays off those things, and it's just weird when like other people didn't. But I agree yeah. with you. Like I think that that whole section about them is really solid. And this movie, if, yeah. if in moments a little misplaced, this movie is also like again, like it's like an hour and a half, right? You know, it's like we're in and out of there. Um, I could have used a little more character stuff. Like I, I think, I think they wanted to just make like they wanted to make a sequel to the Crews instead of like like honoring the Crews, if you know what. Like not that this is bad, but like. Yeah. They definitely, they definitely just wanted to make another movie instead of like a true crude sequel. It feels well, like it, it felt like it feels like to me. And I want to ask real quick. I want to put a pin in in um, the Betterman's daughter because I want to talk about Kelly Marie Tran a bit. Um, but it does feel like to me that this film wasn't necessarily made because the studio was like, we have a good idea for a crude sequel. Um, because like the creative team for like How to Train a Dragon was like, we have this three arc franchise we want to do, whereas this the studio saw there was a uh there there was a a push to get a sequel to the crudes they thought that there would be a market there for the crudes which honestly they were right because it's doing better than every movie that's been out during covid it's surprisingly making a lot of money i'm like yeah it made more money than tenant um (laughs) like no joke not even kidding this leads me to believe that a lot of people have found the crudes on Netflix yeah. since its theatrical release. Uh, maybe just because of the movie on its own, maybe because of the not so great cartoon show that showed up, but yet it, that if that draws kids and families in, that's, that's all you need. And then they watch the movie, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, it probably found its own little cult audience. And I think that what, what the studio wanted to do, what DreamWorks animation wants to do would be like, okay, so this is doing well. This has found an audience. Let's make a sequel and the creative team said, we don't have an idea for a sequel 
or they just didn't like the idea for the sequel. So they went with someone else who was like, who was like, yeah, we'll, we'll make a crude sequel, whatever. It's not it's the same so interest of it, yeah. but it like, it does feel like there's not as much passion in yeah. making from the studio, from this film that there was in the first film. It's, it's definitely like, a, it's definitely better than like, than like if it was just like a workshop movie, like we just hired some random director to make yeah. the movie to shit it out. It's definitely better than that. But again, it's a situation of like, who, who was champ championing a crude sequel? Cause like this, the movie's good, but like that movie did not make money. So I'm just like, how did this movie get made and come out seven years later? It's just, it's so interesting behind the scenes of like, who was the guy like, I'm making a crude sequel, baby. I'm getting it made. I'm just, it's, I want to know who that guy is. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to talk about Kelly Marie Tran because I, I specifically want to highlight her. I think she is a great voice actress. Yeah. Um, I was, I was, this is, I think her first voiceover role. And then the next one out. is. The next one and is, then the uh, next one's Raya, yeah, Raya. which is a big, yeah. big movie, yeah. Uh, so I'm really excited to see her as Raya next. But I, I was really impressed with her voiceover, for, with her voice acting performance. Honestly, yeah, she, she's good. Um, and honestly, I was um one. I was surprised that the entire cast came back for this movie, and two, they're all they're all still good. Like it's mm -hmm. not like Ryan Reynolds could very easily phone this in. That dude's richer than than the planet Earth. Uh, but I think everyone's like still still doing good. Like, Emma Stone too. Emma Stone's they're, great. They're, they're both kind of the ones who like when you hear, well, they're making a Croods too, and you're kind of like either they're not coming back or they're not gonna like, only Nick Cage commit to it is coming back. Yeah. And uh, and no, they really like they they put as much into these characters, if not more, than they did the first time around. Yeah, yeah, it was really um, the Ryan Reynolds specifically because. The Croods came out around the time where Ryan Reynolds was a little bit more subdued than he is now, um, and and to see him kind of like go back to that more subdued Ryan Reynolds role is really cool. Yeah, that's like yeah, that's pre that's like a year before Deadpool, right? Or like right around Deadpool. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a couple years before Deadpool, I think. Yeah, it was a while before Deadpool. Years in twenty twenty. Oh my god. Oh Ben, <laughs> uh, you say some words. You haven't said anything. No, um, it's been. I haven't seen the crew since I last saw it in theaters. And it's one of those movies that I remember walking out of it. I really enjoyed it. I just haven't gone back to. So when you guys are talking about all these things that in, in, uh, in of course the first one, I completely forgot. Like, I completely yeah. forgot that um, this, the, the sister, the young, the dog, the baby said her first words in the first movie or that um, Grug and guy had this, they're butting heads and then they kind of like reconciled at the end of it. I completely forgot because it's been that long since I last saw it. Maybe so, that's what they're banking on is that it's been so long. Pro probably, yeah. Because yeah, now that you mentioned it, it's like, oh, yeah, maybe they – because I, I forgot who said it, but someone said something along the lines of if um, – because they didn't see this first movie and they're just, and if you care about the first movie, then you saw you will have seen it. Because I did see the first movie, but I have – but I, I guess I'm in that weird middle ground where I, I like the first movie. I like the first movie a lot. But I haven't seen it in the past seven years after theaters. Do sure. you uh, do you remember the line when he's flying with, in the cage and he sees Douglas? Douglas? Hey, I know that guy. No, I don't. Oh, man. That's you, so good. you need to watch the original again, my friend. I do. What... I do. I, I mean, the only thing about the original that I like that was an improvement is the grandma. Because I only remember the grandma from the first one just being like, oh, I'm still alive, still alive. And Greg's like, she did it, she did it. Oh, damn, she's not dead yet. That's a uh, funny bit that just no, no, gets it is a funny bit. Whereas this one, she turns out to be this super because, awesome because then the payoff because then the payoff is that she's he's happy when she says she's uh, still alive at the end. Love it. Um, yeah, the grandma is is a, a great 
a great upgrade. Um, I love the Thunder Sisters. Um, I'm just glad Cloris Leach was still alive. Thank God. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, I. Oh yeah. The the grandma when she snores with her eyes open. Yeah. And like it does like th this movie, w which I when done well, I always love. Which is a zoom in, a good zoom in. So like when she snores, and then she snores louder, gets zooms on her face and her eyes, and like when comedy is like that, I love that. And for this movie did a lot of that, and I appreciate it. Yeah, th this movie has a lot of really solid comedic beats. Um, I think Peter Dinklage rules. He is so, he is so, I didn't realize it was him until after the movie. I was like, oh man, that dude's suave as hell. He's got such a nice voice. I'm yeah, surprised he doesn't really catch it when he, when him and Greg were in the sauna and he was like, are you uh, successful to suggestion? I was like, hmm, there's a little Tyrion <laughs> Lannister. I was like, oh, there's a Tyrion Lannister I know and love. Uh, Leslie Mann, she's great. She's always great. Um, yeah, it's really, really great voice cast all around, really. Yeah. I do love uh, when Kelly Marie Train, when she gets stung by the bee and then she's acting all drunk because of her bee sting. Big hand, yeah, yeah. Her giant <laughs> it's a balloon sound effect, too, which I appreciate. Yeah. She's just she's just reacting to the bee sting, this bee sting venom. Mm -hmm. What? It's just a little one. This is this not a little one. one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did like seeing Guy's transformation into kind of becoming... Uh, Guy Betterman, essentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All their outfits are hilarious, and their sandals—they're all, all the same. That, yeah. that gentrification. Comedy, that comedy really works with uh, the same conceptualization of like how Guy felt about the Crudes when he met them. Mm -hmm. um, they are—they are essentially meant to be a caveman family that survived when they weren't supposed to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, thanks to Guy's aid. Um, oh, it's sad. That's, that's like the narrative when Guy's like. When he's when he's talking to the Eep, he's like, "Oh, like you're just a cave woman. You you don't understand." And she's like, "Well, what does that mean?" I'm like, "Oh, I know it's just like the drama, and they're gonna get together." But this makes me sad. Oh, but yeah. what's also God, really great. What I what I appreciate about that is that they that because of that they learn the they learn the concept that words can hurt and the concept of passive aggression. Yeah, and he's <laughs> like, like, "Wait, words as weapons?" <laughs> and then he remembers all the things he said, like. Ah! Yeah. Like the fight between Guy, oh not Guy, the fight between Grug and uh, Phil. <laughs> rock, <laughs> rock, 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 rock. Yeah, when they're like, I'll punch each other, rock, then they're like, they're like oh, you hit me with It's like using words, words can be weapons. I'm like, oh boy. Yeah, you hit me where it hurts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought, I thought that played really well. Um, I think one of my favorite bits from the whole punch monkey language thing is when uh, they're like, giant monster, wait, yeah, go back. We are not going back. <laughs> <laughs> big kaiju uh uh porcupine monkey that yeah. was pretty cool big, yeah, uh, the 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 punch monkey language uh is right up my alley with comedy yeah. just it's just the stupidest thing and it's slapstick. Like, straight slapstick yeah again like just thinking about the punch monkey thing and like the bananas bananas are a great gag i really like that like grug's just obsessed with bananas and all that i think it's very funny Again, it's one of those things where, like, you watch the Crudes one, and there's a whole section where Guy has a hat of bananas that he's just handing to the punch monkeys, <laughs> and Grug doesn't freak out about bananas. Nobody does. Everybody acts like they've never seen a banana before. Whatever. That that's it's minor shit. It doesn't really, uh, like I said, it doesn't really uh, ruin the movie. Um, I do think that there's certain concepts where it's like, like they're changed outfits, they're changed designs that could have just carried over, and that wouldn't have hurt anybody for that to be the case. Yeah. yeah. Um, especially because I'm like, I really would have liked if the movie had opened up with like them Grug kind of screwing up still, I think would have been a good place to start. Uh, 
encouraging guy on the path of wanting to leave the pack because Grug like still kind of like is doing his best, but he led them astray because they lost one of their cats that they rode. Uh, they're not as you know wonderfully like tribalistic, doing great as they look like they were at the end of the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, the other big thing that kind of bothers me with this movie is um, Funk is just a waste. Yeah, uh, character becomes oh the one, brother. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. becomes. I, mean, I, I get you want to try and you want to try and do like some sort of representation of like the lazy kid who just wants to sit in front of the TV all day. But at the same time, it's like when like when he like when they were trying to go get Grug and Phil, and then he finds and then the basket gets broken, and he finds his own little window. It's like okay, you're just stop it. I I I agree, but I. I also think he might have been the weak link in the first movie too. I that, and look, that's just this is, a this character is what I was gonna thing. say. This is what I was gonna say. I think Thunk is just as much the weak link as he was in the first film. Yeah. In this film, I find it more egregious because in this film, his weak link, his weak link, is based entirely around a single joke. Oh yeah, the window. And and it, I wish that it were at least not that because like that's literally all he does the whole movie. Yeah. Whereas at least in the first one, like he's the dumb one, and that's the funny thing is that he's like the really dumb caveman. Yeah. Uh, but he's still doing different things. In this one, it's just all about that window gag. No, oh, yeah. And I'm over it after the fourth time yeah. yeah i was yeah. i wasn't doing it for a bit and then i'm like oh wow they're still doing it yeah like okay. the one joke with thunk that i did like was that every like every time uh a stick is evolved it ends up in someone's eye that was funny like the rooster field going ah, and then i want to say almost it was phil or someone else where they get the stuff of course and then the, and the, the rule of three you get the the giant uh kaiju porcupine monkey and he goes ah the, the final the, the final one really got me when it's just <laughs> that was a good one. the The second one was Grug's imagination. Oh, right after that's he right. Imagine doing it to Phil, but didn't actually. There were it. multiple hallucinations of him like murdering or like beating people up or doing something, and then it's just in his brain. I'm like, that's good. That's that yeah, good yeah. comedy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's there's really good visual visual beats. Um. Like uh the eating gag when they first come upon all that food and they get full for the first time and they're just like shoving it in and going nuts. There's a great, um, there's a great like, uh, like one second montage of all of them eating watermelons and it's different colored wild watermelons and they're eating different parts of it. Uh, and I'm like, it's just good, nice filmmaking. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Pretty. Um, what else is really funny? No, uh, <laughs> what else is funny? Uh, but yeah, really, the, I remember cause I, we saw this in a drive through and Ryan was in my car and when we were watching this, because we saw that, like the the land sharks, like because even around was the like land sharks are are really cool design. Yeah, but uh, it's 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 like Avatar essentially. It's like Avatar: Last Airbender where they mix ma- uh, animals. Well, it's, you know what? It's wolf spiders. What it's really interesting because in the in the first film, uh, one of the things I noticed is that a lot of the like major mammals are what we know as aquatic, but like it's like there's land whales in the first film. Um, yeah. The the a sea turtle that can fly, you know, things like that. And so like in this one, they take that even further and they do like the land sharks and the, the, whatever that giant seal, uh, narwhal chicken seals, big, big fan of chicken seals, uh, the, the narwhal sea lion, the moomiths, man, that uh, I don't buy plushies or anything. Uh, but like that, that cat that they own, like that green, the big headed cat, chunky, chunky with a small body, just like, just like, 
incredible. I'm really glad that Chunky was back. I think Chunky was used to good comedic effect as well. Just a um, cute the, little guy. When they take him out like a motorcycle and he clenches his butt cheeks. Yeah. Like, oh, that's good comedy. Yeah. It's good comedy. Or when the grandma's like, well, let's go jump over more stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad it's you, Chunky. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the reveal of grandmother's wig. I guess it. I just thought it was like, well, I guess we're all revealing oh. secrets now. And then, you, you see that little like flying squirrel going. Ah! I see that's uh, I good. That's something where like if you didn't see the first movie, I don't think that reveal would be as powerful because you're you don't have any relation to the grandma. And it's like, oh, that's just something she can do now. But like that first movie, she just has hair. So like this is a reveal. Yeah. We, uh, um, I love a good screaming gag, which is why I really like the uh the 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 stick and eyes. And so like the the if we're all revealing secrets, ah! <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Um yeah, I thought I thought that kind of stuff worked really well. Before we get too far away from it, I, what I was going to say about Thunk is what what really ticks me off about Thunk is that not only is it this one this one gag around the window thing, but at a certain point he learns a lesson about not looking through the window anymore, and that he should put it down. And he should embrace real life. He should you know like there's there's more value in that. And then in like the next scene that we see him in, he's doing the window thing again. Like he's just right back to it. And I'm like, well, what an addict. Well, why? Why? Like, why even have him have that moment if you're just going to keep it? Like, just leave. Just... Yeah. So I, that, that, that really like just like threw me for a loop. I'm like, you really just don't know what to do with this character. Yeah. For like, real. Wow, guys, you had something really neat here. But then you messed it up. It's the thing. It's the thing. The difference in, in the first film to the second film. In the first film, you can have the comedic relief dumb character. You have a you have a large cast of characters that you're developing everyone, and you can do that. You can have a character that is just to be dumb, um, and, and even even Thunk learns a little bit of a lesson in the, in, in it, uh, just to kind of round off the cast. But when you get to a second film, when you decide to franchise it, you need to branch out and actually try to. You need to you need to make something more than a character than, than a caricature. You yeah. need to at yeah. least try to, to to have Thunk do something more than just be dumb. You can't just rely on the same gag in the same in the second film. One hundred percent. That first movie, like it's funny, but I wouldn't I wouldn't call it a comedy. Where like this movie, I would probably call more of a comedy. Um, but the problem is that first movie, he is your comedy character. So when you transition to a comedy movie, you have to do more of that character. Otherwise, he's going to stand out as being bad. Right. Because mm -hmm. yeah. he doesn't. Which, which is what happens. Yeah. 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 Thunk is definitely the weakest part of the movie for me. Everyone, yeah, I, I agree. Dunk, I agree. But like, because oh, sorry. No, I was gonna say Dunk was the only one that I'm like, can we stop with the window gag? I, like, I was, yeah. the, I was like the first two times. Okay, yeah, it's kind of funny, but then it's like, no, I'm done. I did like the better mom gag though. I did like that. Yes. Her dad. Uh, yeah, I thought that 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 fit in line with his character very well. Um, but like those moments were few and far between when it came to Thunk. Mm -hmm. um, I I do think like Thunk is in 100%, I think the worst part about the movie, because even with those things we talked about before, about like not carrying on the thematic pieces from the first one and that kind of stuff. 
once I think you get to about 20 minutes into the movie, the movie picks up its stuff on its own and that becomes irrelevant. Mm -hmm. I think it is troublesome in the first 20 minutes, but even by the, that point, like Grug starts to get on a different track where he is doing something new in the movie. Like we start to branch away and, and actually progress. And I'm like, well, we get there. We get there 20 minutes later than I want to be, but we do get there and it's moving along just fine. Once that happens. Is there a point where Grug turns into like a better man where like he dresses up like one of them? Yes. That's fantastic. When he makes the, when he makes the deal and then he's, like oh he tricked me and then they start going like ultra caveman where yeah. they get like even bigger brows and everything and she's oh, like, oh, he, down. he hulks out yeah yeah yeah, yeah that was good she too uh, Ugga too because they both realize <laughs> that they're being uh they're being pushed out i love it i think the arc between Ugga and the better the betterman uh i forget her character's name but, i also um, do uh but mrs betterman i think that arc of her coming to terms with realizing she's been classist. Yeah. Um, which the movie's really good at doing classism. Mm -hmm. That's a, that is a big chunk of the film is about classism and they handle that very well. Um, and when she recognizes like, because they save her from the wolf spiders, the wolf spiders are dope by the way. Oh um, yeah. Uh, but when they save her and she realizes how she's been and who she's been and, and, that doesn't need to be that way and that she doesn't need to treat people that way. I think that that resolution is done just as well as most anime and movies do that kind of thing. Uh, the good ones where it, it feels like, yeah, you really, you really hit that one. Good job. Um, and I think that arc lands really well. Uh, unlike the lesson for, I would argue for Thunk, obviously, but also for, uh, I would even say for Guy and Eep, I don't think is executed quite as well as I'd like it to be. Just not so much in the ending of it, but because of how the arc is treated up to that point. No, movie. I agree. Yeah. The, the execution getting there um, could have been better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, whereas I think the whole arc with getting Mrs. Betterman to recognize them as as equals I, is done very well throughout the film. I I really like the ending, just like the whole like the sequence of like you know, like the boys are captured and the girls have to like come and save them. Yeah, uh, I really just like that whole sequence. It's just so fun and mm -hmm. like the whole Thunder Sisters thing. Like I thought I was gonna get annoyed by it, but like I I I'm a big fan. I just really like it. I think it's I think it's just real silly. Um, it's like the words coming at you. It's like ah, evil mom or whatever. It yeah, is. yeah. I don't know. I thought it was, thought it was real fun. Like swamp, swamp bucket or something. Bog, bog water. Bog water. Yeah. Bog yeah, water. Yeah. Yeah. Bog water. You got a. Uh, uh, oh man, it, you got Fireheart or. Yeah. Something. Yeah, I thought that was. She, she's like, my name is Bogwater, and it's like, well, I named you that before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I saw your cool hair. <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's like a nice little like like D and D group that is formed. Yeah. Uh, I love the Banana Bros. Uh, and, and Philby come and everyone's like, what is happening? Why are they like this? I honestly, I want, I want, I want Peter Dinklage to do more voice acting because I I just found him so charming and his voice is seriously just like gravy to my, in my ears. It's like, it's so soothing. It's like, yes, I'm the best. And I'm like, no, you are the best. Yes. Greg and Greg and Phil become the first ever bromance. Yeah, they yeah. do. History in the making. Oh, and no, another gag I liked is the house still learned the punch monkey language really quickly. And then uh, Greg is like, no. Can you say one more time. One more time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think I'm. I think I'm pretty much good with this one. Yeah. yeah. Crudes under under underappreciated franchise. I think. Yeah. All right. Uh, so let's let's. Uh, uh, go ahead. I was just say let's rate it. Sure. Sparks. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna also give it what I gave the last movie. I'm gonna give it an eight. I think it's solid, great, animated fun. Sparks. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I was thinking about it. Um, come back to me. Come ben? back. No, I'll, I'll give it a solid eight as well. Yeah, it was fun. Solid. 
biggie. Now, Sparks, or you want me to go? Um, I guess I'll give it an 8.5. I was trying to think if I could justify a 9, but um, I think that there's just enough not quite doing it for me, at least on this first watch, for me to put it there. Um, I think it's really funny. I, I'm I'm overall extremely happy because this just could have been bad, and I'm just grateful that it's not. Um, right, yeah. Uh, I think it's thoroughly entertaining. Um, I think the comedy is top notch. Uh, I would recommend it to people. I think people should see it. Um, I just, uh, I just do wish it had picked up some of the pieces that I think were the strongest points of the original. Um, yeah, for me, uh, like I said in the beginning, I, I find it enjoyable. It's a good movie. Um, it doesn't quite hit the emotional heights of the first film, which makes the first film uh, far superior in my eyes. My eyes. Um, um, and, uh, while I do like a lot of the comedy, uh, I don't really get too invested in the film until the punch monkeys become a more, a more major antagonist. Um, with all that said, uh, I'd probably give it a seven. All good scores. Um, okay. So that'll do it for this. We've almost caught up on all the movies that came out. Well, we couldn't see them. Um, by the way, is available now. More. on VOD. I mean, only one that we're reviewing. <laughs> no, we're we're doing Promising Young Woman next uh, in January. <laughs> I want to see that maybe, so that's fine. Yeah, yeah. We're also doing Lupin in January and Wonder Woman in January and Soul in January. Ugh. Oh, that's right. Uh, didn't something didn't something else just come out? Oh yeah, Monster Hunter. Hell yeah! Can I we veto that? that? Like, do we have to do I, that? I want to see that so bad. We don't have to do it. No, we're not going to do it, but I'm just, I'm going to see it somehow. You're here to hear first folks. We're not doing monster hunter. <laughs> All right. So that'll do it for this. Um, our, like I said, up top, our freaky review is probably up right now. We did these the same day. So here you go. Happy, happy Christmas. Um, happy until, Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Yeah, it's a good break. Great. Last day of Hanukkah present, whatever. Sure. Uh, we should have done eight days of reviews. No. <laughs> You're not. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, coming up, we have our review of Tenet, uh, Christopher Nolan's latest film that did worse than the Croods. Um, last week we did the Disney Investor Day meeting, and we did video games. So check all that stuff out. Um, all up on our YouTube page and up on our uh, audio uh, feeds. Make sure to like this video, subscribe to this channel. Uh, we got a lot of cool stuff like our Fake Nerds Watch series, which we um, which we have with the Mandalorian. One more episode of the Mandalorian. It's coming at you uh, from us and the show. I made the same joke in the last video. Um, <laughs> and we also have our Basement Arcade and our Factor Book Club series, which are both off for the rest of the year. Uh, and we will soon be off for the rest of the year outside of our holiday annual, uh, which we are going to be talking about some more movies, some Maybe. unorthodox Christmas movies. Um, until then, you can find us on BT McClure. I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, ben? You can find me on the internet at benmagnet27 on Instagram and Twitter. Sparks. You can find me still crying at my computer at Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter, S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty. Ryan. You can listen to me listening to Sparks cry at his computer at DJ Tony Snark everywhere. Uh, what does listening to listening mean? Uh, sound like. Oh, now that you say it, I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like <laughs> it. We're going to have um, to we're gonna restart the whole podcast over. Thanks, I hate it. All right, uh, welcome to our review of the Croods. <laughs> so uh, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of Fictor Podcast, or FictorPodcast.com. We can find all of our stuff. Um, check us out, guys. We're everywhere. 
Um, yeah, like this video, subscribe to this channel. Greatly appreciate it. Until next time. Yeah, okay, I'm done. Until next time, stay fingers. Aga, aga. The Croods 3 coming soon next year. good news your guys's presence just showed up so i will nice i will have them wrapped and sam i'll probably swing by and give them to you wrapped up tomorrow sure yeah i gotta coordinate with fanny when to give her yours too all right or i could or if you want you can coordinate with fanny and she could just give you mine if that's easier uh whichever Okay. Shall we do? I just don't want you to have any concept of how we got you. I know you know we got you, but I don't want you to know how we got you. Well, I fucking know you guys got me. Oh, did we do a thing this year? Yeah. Oh, shit. Well, I guess he did. I I, I will always. One of the Everyone one year, else, no, I won't. I won't let it die. <laughs> one year we'll get you by not getting you. <laughs> like and ten then years, you'll be like, and then the year after we'll get him the Powerline shirts again. <laughs> the five year anniversary. <laughs> I saw the power. I saw that there's a Powerline pop figure now. I thought about it. <laughs> Don't I already have it? That's the joke. <laughs> you would just get three more. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do this voodoo that we do. Let's get this wrote. Yeah, let's get this wrote on the show. I did it. Steam has finished downloading back for butter. Right, guys, we'll do this review later. Hold on. All right, see you later. <laughs> okay. Before B. I don't have anything special, so I'm just going to do an intro. That's okay. The whole thing's a special. <laughs> You're special in my eyes, baby. Uh, okay. Must be glass eyes. Samuel L. Jackson? <laughs> because he's glass? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I thought you were processing the joke. I thought no, you were going. I was just kidding. <laughs> I was going to do the intro. <laughs>